The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio. And Kelly, you're back with us. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I know we're doing this virtually on the phone because uh, obviously you and I are staying safe. We're all staying safe. And and, um, the wonderful thing about the radio station is is they hook us up uh, virtually, which is really great. So we keep things, obviously, uh, timing on our, you know, we get creative ourselves. And so doing things virtually, one of the things that um, we talked a little bit about today is early as, you know, getting together with your loved ones over the holidays, but really talking about dialing in about first, we talked about Vineyard Park um, communities, and those are popping up all over the place. But now I want to zero in on the cottages. And you guys have how many cottage communities right now do you have? A lot. Oh, you're going to make me count them off, take my shoes off, so hang on. I know it starts Mm. up as far north as Marysville, and it goes all the way down to Olympia, doesn't it? Yeah, Lacey Lacey's our further south, and then we're building in Spokane right now. So we've got a lot of exciting things happening, yes. And so in a nutshell, what are the cottages? Explain to our listeners what the cottages are. The Cottages is the care partner's footprint for our very specialized dementia care uh, communities. And we actually even have a tagline. It's We call it, um, until there's a cure, there's the Cottages. We're very proud of what we do. And tell us a little bit about what the design and the concept is. The, co- the, the design is four to five small cottages. And the way we design these is it, it started with the Cottages of Mill Creek, um, and it's set up to be, we know that in the journey, residents go back in time, okay? In their journey, they go back to a place where they feel safe in their mind. It's usually a small home. It's usually back when they would have raised a family. Um, there would mm-hmm. have been a lot of people, um, lots of comings and goings. Um, um, uh, so the house design seems to be the safest where residents go back in time where they feel the safest. You'll hear residents with dementia talk about going home. I want to go home. And right. the home is not a place. It's, it, it's a feeling. And the Alzheimer's right. Association, keep us know, a lot of pack trainers will tell you this. So basically, the home is, is a safety. It's a, it's a feeling of, of, of being safe. This design is a, it's a wonder loop on the inside, wonder loop on the outside. It helps the residents feel safe. Um, but it's and they have their own room, um, but it's it's designed again to help them be successful, and again help them feel safe. Yes. And yes. and there's there's anywhere between ten to twenty people in each cottage, and they have their own little family unit. They eat together, um, but they have a supportive environment. And again, that support supportive environment is all set up for them to um, feel safe. Connected, mm-hmm. successful, um, and as independent as they can be. You don't want to take things from them. When they live in a cottages, do they have their own bedroom area then? They have, they, have their, they have either private or shared rooms. It depends on what's best for the resident. Um, right. Some residents do really well with a shared room because, okay, we had an example with a woman. The minute her mom developed dementia, she moved in to her mom's bedroom, and stayed with her for four years. Okay? Oh. Well, then she decided that her mom needed to come live with us. 
Well, the problem is you can't take mom out of a home away from you and, and put her in a no. strange place and expect her to do well. No. So we said, look, no. we want to just try this. Can we put her in a shared room for a while and just see how she does? She thrived. If we would have put her in a private room, I don't think right. she would have done well. And so, again, you have those options. Some people do really well with a roommate. Not everybody does. So you do have those options. But, again, it's a little house with a little kitchen, bathrooms, mm-hmm. your own space. But they become a family. And these right. people who isolated Suzanne, who isolated before, will come to a table and sit and talk. It's amazing. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. The activities also have to be geared around success, not entertainment. You're going to take a six yes. of living people, and they're going to play bingo. They're going to play cribbage. They're going to get together and visit. They're going to do things different than memory care. Memory care, we've lost our, 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 our reason to be. We, we're, we don't feel needed anymore. So these folks are going to help set the table. They're going to, they're going to do things in a family unit that make them feel like I'm part of something again. Big difference. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think the other thing, what you, because you have trained staff, is you have methods of reaching someone with dementia and Alzheimer's that the average person doesn't necessarily know. Like we've talked so many times about music, but it's more about there's different types of ways when you talked about language and how language can be done in multiple different ways. And that's the the amazing thing is having that professional staff that understands and that is especially trained to work with those with Alzheimer's and dementia. Exactly. They have to be specialty trained. And that's the other thing. We actually have on our staff um, uh, a couple of PAC trainers that have gone through the entire, Mm -hmm. uh, to your listeners, they might not understand what that means, but you have to have every single one of your CNAs have to go through, state requires that they go through specialty dementia training. It just is what it is, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, There's mental health and dementia training they have to go through, but you have to remember, too, a lot of folks coming out of classes right now are strictly taught task training. They're taught. They go into the class, they're taught Mm -hmm. how to do a shower, taught how to dress. They're taught, taught tasks. So then we get a hold of them, and you got to back some of that off and teach them resident-centered. Mm-hmm. tasks and more resident center. So while you're dealing with that, you know, you also have to slow things down and show them kind of more how we do things with that, with that specialized dementia training because it is slower. Sure. You, you know, it's more about the resident and how they see the world, right? It, it's very sure. different. Um, but that it's, it's rewarding sense. too because, again, residents aren't going to – the dementia world is so different, and, and it's about successful days. Yes. You're not going to have a – you can't promise – Every day is different. Every day is different. It has to be. And what worked today well, isn't going to work tomorrow. Well, and I think the other thing is, as a daughter, <clears throat> I know as my mother – my mom did not have de- dementia to the degree where she had to go into dementia care. But she was – she did lose several of her <clears> – <throat> faculties like we talked about in the last segment like language was a little bit mixed up but she always knew who she was she always knew who I was there wasn't that piece but she did need a level of 24-hour care so she was in skilled nursing it towards the end but the thing that is important I think with with for me as a daughter and I think for our families is 
is that your staff or the staff that takes care of your parent can help you be a better daughter and be the daughter or be the son. And I think that's one of the things that no matter what kind of mindset that your parent is in, whether it's in dementia or anything like that, um, it's important for our family members to understand that they will always be the daughter and they will always be the son. And to try to take on other roles can not be good for a a senior because you're talking about their dignity and their quality of life. And I think that's one of the things that you've touched on so many times of, you know, making sure that the professionals handle the things that are most important. Um, You know, when we talk a little bit about, you know, dementia care, there's a lot of things that may be um, difficult for, let's say, daughter to take care of a father when it comes to father has to wear diapers or things like that where a professional can handle that with much more dignity. Uh, don't you agree with that, Kel? Well, of course. And, let, and let's just be really honest, Suzanne. One of the things that I learned a long time ago, my mom, it's been many, many years. My mother had surgery on her tummy. And poor thing had several surgeries in a very small period of time. And, and they said, well, you can go home if you had some help. And I said, well, i got time off. I'll come help you. And she looked at me and said, the hell you will. And I went, excuse me, I'm your daughter. If anybody's going to take time off to take care of you, it'll be me. Mm-hmm. And she said, come here. <laughs> Get over here, come here. And basically what she explained to me was, I've wiped your butt. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understood it at that moment. We're all just, I don't care who you are. You could be the vice mm-hmm. president of sales. You can be a nurse. You could be whoever you are. When it's somebody's parent, all you are is somebody's kid. And in Mm -hmm. that moment, you don't think straight. When you're somebody's kid, if I got sick right now and I had to have a parent come over and take care of me, it wouldn't be disturbing to them because they've already seen my behind. (laughs) It's just gotten older. That's all. Mm -hmm. But my mom's already wiped my booty. There's no no dignity issue. For that role to flip, it's a dignity issue. And that's what... Anybody listening to your show, I hope they understand. It's not that your parents don't love you. It's not that they don't yeah. they don't want you to be. They don't. That's all it is. It's a dignity issue. They don't right. want you to be to take care of them. And you, will child. Always, you will always be the daughter or the son. Even when my father passed away, you know, he was 88 years old when he passed away. And he said to me, how many times, you know, I was in my 40s when my dad passed and and he said to me, you'll always be daddy's little girl. Always. I was always daddy's little girl. And like when my dad had his heart issues, I told my mom, get a pair of swim trunks. You know, there's mm-hmm. ways to do this so that my brothers can help without disturbing my father's respect and dignity. There's still a way to do it. Right. right? You know, you put swim trunk, trunks on him, put him in the shower. Boys can get his back and his hair. And then they step out, let him take care of what he needs to. Nobody's disturbed the apple cart. I get it. However. You also have to understand that there's still things that need to happen. And with dementia, it's not always that simple. Because with dementia, dad might not understand he's wearing swim trunks. He just understands he's in the shower, and that's my son. So, you, you, again, I think the most beautiful thing that companies like mine do is we let you go back to being the son or the daughter. I love that. I love that. You know, or whatever it is. We're going to do that part of the job and let you breathe. Awesome. Awesome. So how do we reach you? CarePartnersLiving.com is simple. 
because then you can go on and, and, and read testimonials. Look at the pictures. They're, they're going to tell you. I, I can say all kinds of things. Pictures don't lie. Get on there and take a look. I agree. I agree. And to all of our listeners, I first of all, I want to thank Kelly so much for being on the show today. And ha- happy, happy holidays to you and Kelly and all of you at Care Partners. We are so grateful for you. And um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and have a happy new year. Well, thank you so much, Suzanne, for letting us come on here. Um, we appreciate everything you do for our seniors, and um, we're so grateful to partner with you. Well, we're grateful to have you. Thanks again, everyone. And until next week, be good to each other. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.